0: Welcome to Hidden Corners, where we show you the hidden stores, shops, and local Calgary businesses that you might not have known otherwise. I'm Sarah, and today I am joined by Julia, the co-owner and operator of the Paper and Ink Boutique. Alright, I'm just going to start by briefly introducing us. I'm not sure how much Isaac told you over email. But we're a student-led organization, and we're with a parent organization called Junior Achievement. So usually what it is, it's an 18-week student entrepreneurship program where we get to start our own business. So this year, obviously, we've had some more restrictions. So we really wanted to pivot more towards a service as opposed to traditional retail, which is what JA Alberta usually does. So we started thinking, and we started thinking about what we can do you know, staying in Calgary with a lot of indoor gatherings being, you know, banished or restricted. And we started checking out all these really cool local businesses. And so we checked out the Paper and Ink Boutique's website and we thought what you guys did was really, really cool. And we thought you guys had a really unique story to share. So you guys are officially our first episode, which is really exciting. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're pretty new to this too. Okay. Hopefully, we can figure it out together. Sure, All sounds right. good. All right, so why don't we just start with, if you can introduce yourself, give a brief background.
1: Okay, uh, my name is Julia Chupik. I have a long history background <laughs> in retail uh, that kind of piggybacked on top of my personal passion, which is paper crafting. So I do have a, a large, long history of retail which has brought me here today and it kind of kind of combines two of my passions which is retail customer service and paper crafting
0: wow did you always see yourself going into retail
1: and then I became a stay-at-home mom Um, once my children were school age I just needed to find a job that was kind of flexible that still allowed me to stay home So one of those was just working in the local grocery store in my community, which uh, allowed me to still be a stay-at-home mom, mostly, but also just got me out of the house and interacting with other adults.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, Our business
1: is fairly new. We've only been open for two and a half years I stopped working around the time I was diagnosed with cancer when I turned 40. And I kind of stopped working right around that time, just because of, um, the treatments I was going through, I was too sick to work. So I didn't go back, but while I was off recovering, I became a blogger. Um, I had my own blog. I was on design teams, all based around paper crafting, mixed media. Um, so I did that for several years, um, I I tell people I wasn't working outside the home, but it was working, just building my brand as a influencer and blogger in the crafting world. And I did that for about seven years. And when my husband, um, he had 35 years experience in a major grocery retailer in Canada, and he was... um, transitioned out of his position at uh, the fall of 2017. That was really really a pivotal moment for us because we had both worked for major retailers and we were not interested in going back to working. Uh, We were interested in finding something that was our own, that we could control, that was going to be possibly something that we left for our children one day. And that's kind of how the seed for the paper and ink boutique was planted.
0: Wow, that's really incredible, especially battling cancer. And mm-hmm. all. I can't possibly imagine what you went through. Uh, you mentioned paper crafting several times. For our listeners who may not know what it is, do you want to explain a little bit about what kind of projects you did or how you got into that hobby? Uh, sure, it was. I
1: started with scrapbooking um, probably about 25 years ago when my son was a newborn. And so that's kind of how it started. I have always been crafty (laughs) for as long back as I can remember. Even as a child, I was always coloring and painting. But scrapbooking, once I got into paper crafting, so it started as scrapbooking, I really wanted to preserve the memories of my children as they were growing up, certain events of our lives, our trips. So I did that for many years. I was a scrapbooker. Um, and then it sort of trans- transitioned into card making, relatives for occasions. So I was a scrapbooker and a card maker for a long time. And then um, as a form of therapy for my cancer um recovery, I started using mixed media and art journaling just as a way of a therapy. It was right. suggested to me to, to try art journaling. And so I've also now included mixed media and art journaling into my repertoire of paper crafting.
0: Wow. I love that. Do you, are your children also interested in crafting and DIY? My daughter, not so much. She's,
1: um, she is a, a with a a focus on working in the studio arts, so he is my artistic child, but <laughs> he's not. He's more of a printmaker and um, an online graphic artist. So, but he is my he's my artistic child.
0: <laughs> That's super cool.
1: I have a question. Sorry about that art rejuvenation. I just like to highlight. We actually have a program in my
0: school called Healing Through the Arts, where
1: it is really neat. And I did find it uh, for my recovery through cancer. It I was going through a lot of anxiety and depression, and it was a, right. an easy way. Well, I shouldn't say easy. It was it was a way for me to work through my feelings. Uh, that I feel like I couldn't share with anyone in my family because I felt you didn't go through right. what I went through, you don't know how this feels. But getting together with other people and being able to share in a safe space and then get those feelings out in an artistic way was very therapeutic, very right. therapeutic.
0: Do you think you would be where you are today, you know, with this paper making business if you didn't get diagnosed with cancer um you know that's an interesting conversation yeah. my husband and
1: I have talked about that and I think it really made me and my husband look back and be thankful right for what we that was also a pivoting moment for us because it really made us want to do something for ourselves and not work for a big corporation where like you know life is too short exactly it, let's let's just make this leap and do it
0: um, I actually I grew up my my grandpa was the principal of like an art school, mm-hmm. and so I would like follow him to school when I was like four years old and take all the art lessons. So yeah. I always like grew up surrounded by arts and crafts. I remember I would make my mom do origami with me for like eight hours at a time. The poor oh woman, don't know what she went through. <laughs> and then the next day she would throw all my origamis out because I would make like twenty a day. Oh my and then goodness. I'd be like, where did they go? And she's like, oh we we gifted them away. But no, they were just in the recycling. <laughs> also, there was some so I, yeah, I really love the arts. I think it's such an integral part of any child education or even just hobbies. I absolutely. really wish there's more of a focus of that in the educational curriculum as well, as opposed to, you know, the standard, you know, English and math. I think art is very important for creative thinking and innovation.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. Apart from are paper crafting is there anything else you enjoy in the um, arts realm I well prior to
1: COVID I love traveling that's not happening <laughs> right now um, but I also love um, baking and cooking I I just love being in the kitchen and I I call it just another craft when you're creating a really good exactly craft. yeah <laughs> just anything where I feel like I'm being creative
0: before starting your business is there anything you wish you had known Especially because I know being a small business owner, I must be super busy with two kids.
1: Um, well, our, our kids are grown. So um, yeah. I think that's another reason why we started our business when we did. Right. Um, we had actually talked about it for, for a few years of doing it, but there mm-hmm. never seemed, there always good time. seemed to be a piece of the pie missing that uh, right. for a, a reason why we couldn't do it. So when my husband lost his job, both of our kids were away at school. It was just my husband and I, and we sat mm-hmm. down and we kind of talked about it. And we thought, okay, well, let's go through all the steps, finances, we were really good health, our house was paid off, you know, all of these things, we, we couldn't find any cons that we could say, no, this is not the right time. Everything we knew we needed to have, we had, so we kind of looked at each other and we said, okay, let's do it. That's basically what it came down to. I mean, it, it was hard. Yeah. And um, I mean, we, we worked for big corporations, but we have never started our own business. Right. We knew how to run a business. We had been doing it for years. We knew how to manage people. We knew about ordering all of that stuff we knew, but to start from ground zero with just <laughs> yeah. an idea that was new for us. One thing that really helped us as part of my husband's separation package from his company was mm-hmm. uh, access to a business that helped you um, start as an entrepreneur. Right. So the, both of us took many classes through them to kind of, you know, uh, all of these pieces that you needed to know ahead of time, like mm-hmm. how to do your first five-year budget and where to go for licensing and, and when to do this and when to do that. So all of those things that we didn't have to deal with because we worked for larger companies, um, we learned through them and then we did it all on our own.
0: Wow. Was it very different than working for a big corporation? Um yeah, for sure it was because
1: we just basically had each other, but we also had contact through right. our work of people who own their own companies and who had run their own businesses so we contacted these people and it's like okay this is our idea this is our business plan by this time we already had our business plan all written out and then it was a lot of asking questions of other small business owners and you know getting their influence and their support Mm -hmm. Um, not all of it related to our business just hearing other people talk about those early struggles and those first you know six months to five years you're like okay we're going in with this with eyes wide open we're not expecting it to be all rainbows and unicorns and you know that it is going to be hard work so um, definitely the the community that we had of other small business leaders in our uh, community of friends also helped us
0: yeah that's wonderful like actually having those people mini community Yes yeah,
1: That was really important. Um, And I guess we didn't realize how many people in our circle, maybe not direct friends of ours, but we're like acquaintances Mm -hmm. through association. We didn't realize how many people we knew who ran their own small businesses. Like when we we started to look into it, we're like, we actually know a lot of small business owners. So that also made us feel better um, because we kind of had this tribe of people that we could go to saying, you know, is this normal? Why is this not working? How do I fix this? And it was great to just have this little yeah. community to tap into.
0: I see that your team has definitely grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many people are working with you guys in store or online now? Um, when we have, started?
1: Yeah. So other than my husband and I, we have five employees Four of them work in our store. One of them, my daughter, actually, she does a lot of our online, our Mm -hmm. weekly newsletters. She helps run our online um, e commerce site. And um, then we have our creative team, although they're not paid employees, they're independent contractors, but they are our creative team. And we have uh, seven on our creative team right now.
0: I also really like how you guys offer classes and takes and makes and different events. I think it really diversifies uh, what you guys do. Do you think that what you guys do is unique within the Calgary community? Um, it's,
1: I, I wouldn't say, I mean, there are a couple other paper crafting stores in the city. Mm-hmm. I think what sets us apart right now is how we have transitioned to just being a brick and mortar and online store right. to also dealing with, uh, some of the COVID restrictions. Right. Um, so, when that happened, prior to COVID, we were a brick and mortar store. People had the opportunity to come and shop in store or they could shop online. But Mm -hmm. when COVID hit and we had to shut the doors to the brick and mortar, we put our heads together and we thought, okay, how can we still maintain without having that foot traffic coming in? So we began offering some different options for people such as curbside pickup. We offered home delivery within the city of Calgary and we um, adjusted our shipping rates to make them Mm -hmm. a little bit more appealing, which also really expanded um our shipping across Canada and it became so big and we were getting so many requests from across the border in the U.S. that then we opened up shipping to the U.S. as well
0: wow that's really incredible so would you say yeah I know you mentioned that you started this business about two years ago right Mm -hmm. and then pandemic hit like almost a full year ago Mm -hmm. so that do you, would you say that that was a tough transition, especially because you guys were such a newly incorporated business?
1: Oh, definitely. It's, you know, we were only about 18 months into the business. And mm-hmm. when we had to lock the doors, my husband and I kind of looked at each other and we thought, okay, this is either going to go really well, or it's going to be very, very bad. Right. And it was him and I sitting at the kitchen table saying, what do we do now? what do we do? How do we make this work? And then that's when we came up with the other delivery options, the curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we're the only craft store, small business craft store um, in the city that does home deliveries. We do that four days a week. Um, We also almost immediately transitioned all of our classes from in-store to being offered via Zoom. Mm-hmm. and via uh, private Facebook groups. Uh, we did have to cancel a few classes at the very beginning because they didn't work in an online setting. Um, they just, it wasn't possible to do them. So right. we did have to cancel a few right at the beginning, but we immediately contacted the creative team and went, okay, this this is how we have to deal with things. And at the time, I'm like, you know, it's only going to be for, you know, maybe two or two or three <laughs> months. I was naive.
0: We all thought that. But-
1: <laughs> I was pretty naive, naive about that, but we, again, I talked to my creative team. I knew nothing about zoom a year ago. Nothing.
0: Oh, same. It's okay. I barely knew how to use like FaceTime.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I knew nothing about zoom. So, um, but again, it was, everyone was going towards, I kept hearing this zoom zoom this and zoom that. So I got on board. I signed up. I did a couple of just trials with my creative team. Um, I, I was the first one my creative team, of course, we're all used to teaching in person. Nobody had taught online before. Right. So I told them, I said, I will be the guinea pig, I will do it first. (laughs) And you guys can all just tune in and watch me do it and realize that this is going to be the way we do things going forward. And An interesting thing happened in the creative world. And uh, this week um, is one of the biggest conferences for Mm -hmm. the creative industry. And so I've been in several COVID with a lot of different craft stores across North America. And something very interesting happened is when people had to stay home and found themselves kind of homebound, they needed something to do. Exactly. And a lot of people turned to crafting whether it be knitting crocheting you know a fine art painting whatever it was all of a sudden the creative industry like we there were things we could not keep things in stock our our online business we went from having 30 online orders a month to well over a hundred even when we were able to open our doors are in our online purchases oh, I
0: remember during the pandemic well during like the summer months trying to find like tie-dye or crafting materials to make a birthday present for a friend mm-hmm. I think I called every single Michaels in the city in Airdrie yeah. and Okotoks and I called several smaller you know just like paint stores and art stores mm-hmm. not a single tube of tie-dye yeah yeah and completely sold out everywhere online too
1: That's what we found out. Yeah, just things would sell out. I mean, there was supply chain issues, there were shortages, like across all artistics, like everything paints, sprays, paper, I mean, everything was so hard to get. So it also made us look at when we were looking at certain companies that were having trouble, especially when they were having so much produced out of China. We, we found yeah. it was really hard to get stuff out of China. So we ended up ordering from brands through Europe because they produced in Europe, they shipped from Europe. They were always able to supply us 100% of what they needed, of what we needed. So it was just an interesting way of of looking deeper into our suppliers and where they were getting stuff from and and having to look and go okay who who can we get stuff through now because you know our shelves were emptying and the demand was only growing
0: right so where do you see the uh, arts and crafts community like or the entire industry transitioning as we start to see vaccinations and transition out of this pandemic? Um, I think and we it's an interesting conversation that we've had this week
1: during our conference. I think collectively, at not just Canada, not just North America, but because this has affected the world, I mm-hmm. think it has made us really appreciate what we have and maybe right. look at our lives a little bit closer and realize what's important, um, not necessarily things, but also being creative and connecting with people on a more organic level than like via social media or texting. Like you have people who want to call you. They want to, you know, everyone is they come into the store and it's like, oh, I just wish I could give you a hug. And you know, people are wanting wanting that. They're missing that connection.
0: Right. Oh, I also wanted to ask a little bit about a specific employee named mm-hmm. Dakota. Can oh yeah, us a little bit about her. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Dakota is our, she's a Karen Terrier. She's actually here with me right now. Um, <laughs> she's, she's 15 years old. So she is a senior. And uh, yes, yeah, she is, uh, the day we opened the door, she has been employee of the year. So she has, <laughs> she has a little plaque by her bed at the front of the store that has her picture and it says employee of the year. And um, she is the official store greeter and uh, all that. the customers love her.
0: Oh, she seems so lovely. I yeah. want to meet her. We, we
1: have we have several customers who, if they're having a bad day, they will actually just drive oh. to the store and they will sit on the floor and just pet Dakota. And she's just like, uh, you know, this great little therapy dog. And, you know, yeah. she'll sit there and let people pet her. And she just thinks it's the best.
0: Oh, she seems the best. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys also offer a lot of products and services. For anyone who is interested in checking out your store, what would you say is your favorite product Or class you guys offer? Oh,
1: that's a tough one. Um, (laughs) I guess for me personally, my favorite product is a a gel press. And it's a a tool that we use to put, um, you can use it with paint, inks, alcohol inks, uh, sprays, and you can do different techniques on it. And then lay your paper down and make these amazing prints. So it's kind of one of the series of classes I'm running right now in conjunction with a with a album binding class with one of my other teachers. I love it because it allows me to get my fingers messy, which I love. And every print you make is different. So I have a lot of people who take that class who have never Tried the gel press before. These are people who are scrapbookers and card makers and are, you know, used to things being clean and perfect and nice and pretty. And then they take my class and I (laughs) allow them to get messy and I tell them that that's okay. That's my favorite because it just allows me to get messy. So,
0: (laughs) all right. So I think we're about to wrap up now. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you want to talk about or any final? words of inspiration to anyone listening? Um, I guess my word of
1: inspiration is if you have a dream and you have an idea, um, never let go of the idea. Always come back, revisit it at different points in your life. And at one point, it's going to be your time to take that idea to make it a reality, live your best life. I am so happy doing what I'm doing. And my husband, and I almost have to pinch ourselves every day thinking (laughs) this is our life and we love it. And we can't imagine doing anything else for the rest of our life.
0: I think that's the best way to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think once the best thing anyone's ever told me is that if you're really good at something, but you don't like it, Every time you do that work, you're going to feel more and more drained and burnt out. But even if you're not the best at something, but you really, really love what you do, every time you work at it, it actually recharges you. And so work no longer becomes work. And I think that's just the incredible power of actually pursuing a passion.
1: Yeah, And that's what that's what we say. We even though this is a job and it's six days a week and it's 24 seven, it feels like <laughs> um, we love it and it doesn't feel like a job to us.
0: That's it sounds absolutely incredible. what <laughs> You guys have built up and I think it's very, very admirable your whole startup story and just how much effort you put into every single service and class. Well, thank you so much. I'm so
1: happy you've reached out to me. And if you are in the area, you have to come and check us out. We're coming by tomorrow,
0: actually. Absolutely. Awesome. I'll be there all day. (laughs) I'll just be there to greet Dakota. I'm kidding. kidding. And she will love that. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. That's all for today. Again, Julia, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Hidden Corners. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Hidden Corners YYC or our TikTok at Hidden Corners. Also, make sure to check out the Paper and Ink Boutique. They're located in Calgary at 5330 72nd Avenue Southeast, or you can order online at paperandinkboutique.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you all next week.